there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. So last night to cap off Memorial Day, two playoff games. One was a game seven. One was a game six. Both series were concluded uh, as the Heat advanced to the NBA Finals and the Golden Knights in six games took out the Dallas Stars by a score of six to nothing. So now we have the NBA Finals set and we have the Stanley Cup Finals set as well. Game one NBA Finals Thursday night from Denver. Denver a big favorite in this game. Eight and a half or nine point favorites. Total around 219. They're a $4 series price after opening up 340 or 360. Meanwhile, in the Stanley Cup Final, Game 1 is Saturday, out here in Las Vegas, and the Golden Knights now are around $1.35 for the series price. I am, uh, I'm going to wait to see where this number goes, because I would suspect that, in this city anyway, sports folks will get nothing but Las Vegas money to win this thing. And at what point is that going to be a big enough number to fire on, on Florida? Are you not going to... The Panthers at plus money? I know it kind want to root for the home team here. Wait after they lose game one. That's a longer layoff than the Nuggets. They have, what, 10 days off? The Florida Panthers? since oh, they, What if they don't? Yeah. Uh, the other thing, Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill's back in this con smite discussion with the shutout. Well, he certainly is. So that's right. Uh, we'll see here what happens. I know Dennis Bernstein said not enough time uh, for, for Hill to get it because of what Stone and, and especially Eichel have done, but Bobrovsky's the favorite, and rightfully so. But this could be a good battle here if these are low, a low-scoring series and, and Hill has some shutouts or, or holds the Panthers in check. Uh, I, I, I echo the sentiments of a lot of people. It's, it's, it's <laughs> South Florida. God, the, this, this run in, in South Florida, right? Miami Final Four, Florida Atlantic Final Four, Heat title, NBA Finals, Panthers. 
Stanley Cup final. But you get Vegas. Eight at, seeds. Eight seeds, right. Oh, Boston, first first city to ever do that, by the way. I forgot that. First first city where you lose two game sevens. Both at home. At home to eight seeds. Same same year. Yep. That absolutely. will probably never, ever happen Who's going to do that? Right. Um, but Florida against Vegas and Miami against Denver. I love the Nuggets. It's a great story, but this certainly couldn't have gone any worse for for Silver and, and also uh, Bettman. How this played out. But two, you're playing hockey in June and it's Las Vegas well, and, and, and Miami. Again, yeah, the, the combined temperatures yeah. for the Stanley Cup final in June between these two cities is like 200 degrees. So that makes a lot of sense, right? No. The hockey hotbeds of uh, Miami and Las Vegas playing for the Stanley Cup. I think if the, the Panthers get to like plus 125, I'll take them for the series if it gets that high. And then even if they lose game one, I'll come, come back and put, don't be a dummy, don't be a moron, put more on it. I'll come back and fire well, with a better, better, bigger plus price then. It's interesting because you, you have the one seed here, which they were disrespected uh, from the get-go. They were an under $2 favorite against Winnipeg in the first round. And could have been a different series, but Winnipeg had several injuries in that series. And then you take out Edmonton, and everyone thought Edmonton was the favorite and should have been, and then Skinner couldn't stop a beach ball and how that played out, and then Brassois gets hurt, and now it's Hill. I just but, think, but, now, yeah. but how can you ignore with this, this epic run by Florida and what they've done? Even more impressive than Miami, because they're taking these people out in short series. They, beat, they sweep Carolina, they beat Toronto in five, and they come all the way back against Boston. And when you look at their path, I mean, it has just been and that landmines all over the place, and they made it look easy. That That is, I mean, as an eight seed who, I mean, until like the final night of the state, they weren't even in the playoffs, and to, to get here mm-hmm. and they look like this, I mean, tip of the damn impressive to what they've done. So I just look at that and, man, grabbing them at plus money, um, if it continues to go up against the Golden Knights team, that is very good, clearly. But I think the, the Panthers, if they can go through those three teams, Paulie, like you said, why can't they beat the Golden Knights? And uh, certainly, I mean, for those of you who are holding you know, tickets on that team, by the way, we talked about the Heat earlier. Yeah. What, what were the Panthers to win the Cup when they were down three games to one to Boston? What were they before they were actually in the playoffs and the Penguins blew that game against the Blackhawks when Pittsburgh was a $5 favorite? At that point, what were the Panthers to win the Cup? Massive numbers out there. Down 3-1? I can't even... Yeah, that's got to be at least 200. Yeah. Probably got to be more. The other thing is Game 1, the series... The Game 1 total, rather, is 5.5. and 8-1 underrun for the Panthers. And they continue to win one, all these one-score games. 4-3, 1-0, 2-1, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3 the only loss against Toronto was 2-1. So it's the, the game four against Carolina went over, but that ended their streak so of, uh, of this underrun. So can you put up a five-and-a-half in a Panther game, the way they're going and playing defense and how Bobrovsky's playing? Yep. I ran this by you before the show started. Wanted to bring it up uh, uh, you know, on the air as well. We talked about the MVP of the Eastern Conference in the first hour and how, again, it's head-scratching how Caleb Martin did not win. And it's, furthermore, how a voter, and I'm not going to make this personal, but Tim Bontemps went on a podcast, his podcast with Brian Windhorst after Game 6, and said, if Derek White's shot doesn't go in, he would get Caleb Martin would get his MVP vote. And yet, Tim Bontemps voted for Jimmy Butler after last night. How do you watch the game and say, I, I changed my mind? <laughs> I, I, I I, I have to listen to the podcast again because I, I have to hear the explanation. Huh? So I ran this idea by you. 
Because it is bizarre, but again, the timing of what happened Sunday with, with succession. It's like, oh, wait a second, I'm, yeah. the, I'm the deciding vote now? It all comes down to me? He yeah. was the deciding vote. If he if he sticks with his guns, own, it's going to be Martin. I know. Went right but into my pocketbook. Like, but, <laughs> I know, but right into my problem. app and just yank money right out of there. Thanks, does buddy. He Thanks, know, Tim. Does he know that? I, I don't know. But the fact that he's like, oh, wait a second, I could, I could swing this, and now everyone maybe didn't want the backlash of how do you give it to Martin over Butler, he didn't want to deal with the heat and the smoke. I don't know. But that you can't do that. You, not after he comes out and gives you 26. You said it best yesterday. You're surprised when he misses a shot. Yeah. That's how good he was in the series. And he got better. And he, the, So was he like, was he lying on the podcast? Did he did he say it for a reaction? Like, I, I don't understand how you could change your mind after no, that, that last that, night. No, he's not that type of guy. No, he's I, not I, at I don't all. Know. I want to hear his explanation I, today. I, I just, I don't That's understand baffling. it whatsoever. Right. Well, it's also so, like Reggie Miller. Well, Martin's the MVP. And then he has a vote and he goes with Jimmy Butler. Sure. Uh, it, uh, but also Reggie's out there saying, well, Tatum appears to be fine. What are you talking about? Right. He's compromised. Look at him limping around and you can sell the ankles giving him problems, Reggie. Yep. So uh, on the flip side, like when the Celtics were making a run at the Heat in the third quarter, it was solely because of Derek White. And both offenses were running through the guys that I bet on yesterday to win the MVP. Derek White 100 to 1, Caleb Martin at 40 to 1. It was clear as day. And the broadcast crew was talking about it the entire time. Isn't this something? It's going through Martin for the Heat and Derek White for the Celtics. Well, what if the Celtics pulled that off last night, the comeback, because nobody was doing anything other than Derek White. Who gets yep. the MVP if the Celtics, you know, come back to win the game. It had to be Derek White. But I, it would not have been. Yeah, he would have won. Come on. I, I, the game Paul, winner Paul, in game six? Paul, I don't, I don't think he would have won. Tatum had 14 points. I think voters would have given it to Jason Tatum. Oh, God. I, I really doubt. do. Well. And, and here's the thing. Derek White, think about this. For the series, he shot. No, check that. Not even for the series. For the playoffs, the entire playoffs, he shot 51% from the floor. Mm-hmm. 46% from three and 91% from the free throw line. Okay. In the history of the playoffs, entering the NBA finals, right? For a, a player to, to land on those numbers, minimum of 100 field goal attempts to go 50, 40, 90 in a postseason before the NBA finals. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Dirk Nowitzki, Byron Scott, Larry Bird. And then Derek White did it as well. And I... I can say it, I can't prove it, but based on those voters giving Jimmy Butler the award, I think I, I think they would have found a way to not give it to Derek White last night, which is just, nobody else did anything in the game. Tatum was a little compromised. Jalen Brown was hot garbage the entire time. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that would have played out. That game's going to haunt him for a while, too. Brown? Yes. Tatum's hurt. I need you to step up and, and carry the load, and I looked at, it's got to be Derek White? Yep. Come on. One of nine from three and eight turnovers. I mean, I know you have the going rate and what what it is, but how do you get? How can that guy make? I'm, I'm offended. That guy's going to make fifty million dollars a year and he can't dribble. Yeah, and he can't, really is not a good shooter either from outside. The mid range is okay, but I mean, oh god, fifty million. But it's just uh, Barkley nailed it again. It's infuriating to watch that team play. It's so frustrating and the stupid, horrendous shot selection about. Oh, I'm just going to jack a three. Well, well, why would I drive? Why would I, especially in a low-scoring game, why would I drive, try to go to the line, get an easy basket? But four of 21 from three in the first half. The the, the breakdown was beautiful. These are terrible shots they're taking. Oh, yeah. But that's the other point that Barkley made was 
even if they're going in, it's like, well, I made it. They're going to keep shooting them. Oh, up. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a bad shot's a bad shot, a bad shot. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. I mean, that's just... It could actually be worse, though, if a couple of them go in early. Oh, I'm making them, but it's like they're, they're contested. Those are bad shots. Move it around. Get an open look. Go to the basket. Do yeah. something. For what it's worth, I, I saw this tweet uh, from StatMuse yesterday as we're talking about these Game 7 performances, elimination games, yeah. what Butler's done in elimination games, Jason Tatum in Game 7s. Most games, uh, most points per game all time in a Game 7, Kevin Durant averages 36 a game in Game 7s. Really? I mean, I just saw that. I'm like, wow. What's the sample size there? It's a minimum of five games. Okay. So 36.2, LeBron is 34.9, and Curry is 32.6. But KD to go for 36, that's bonkers, man. Martin had more threes in the series than Tatum and Brown. Yep. Yep. And I also, what was that tweet that we saw? He scored like 124 points on 70-some shots. He scored as many points as Jalen Brown did, and Brown had like 50 more shots in the series. God. All right. Real or Fugazi is up next. They've gone over their win total nine years in a row. Get ready to chalk up another one. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core... What I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsen.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? 
It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Betting splits are the way VEASAN's here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check it out. Every game, VEASAN.com. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard are here to make you a friend of ours. That would mean you were made, guy. Investigating what is and isn't legit. That's a fugazi. That's a fugazi. We looked at it for two seconds. Seeing through the lines to make you a better better. I know you know. And I know you know I know you know. The FTM Army is being sent for. In our thing, you get sent for, you go in alive, you come out dead. And it's your best friend that does it. These two wise guys would never steer you wrong. Forget about it. This is Real or Fugazi on Follow the Money. Hi, Paulie. I believe it is uh, nine consecutive years now for the Kansas City Chiefs to go over their win total. Priced this year at 11 and a half games. They play 17. I have to remind people of that once in a while. They're going over for a 10th consecutive year. Is that Real or Fugazi? I'm going to say Fugazi. This is the, the year that comes to an end. I know you have to respect this organization. That's impressive what Andy Reid's done. They have, they have the best player in the world. But uh, Denver got better. You think the Raiders improved? Still fingers crossed with the Chargers. Tough schedule to start. Week two at Jacksonville's no gimme. Maybe they maybe this is the year they can't overcome some injuries or something like that. That happens. But so that, you're telling that's a, me. That's a big ass, though, too. Patrick Mahomes is going to lose at least six games. Yeah. Well, that was rough last year, though, in the regular season. I mean, they should have lost to Houston on the road late in the year as well. But but they lose three games? Was it three or four? I think they were 14 and three. Was it? Yeah. But there was a lot of games that they pulled out. of. They they almost lost to Denver at home late in the year. They find ways One to play. win. They, they do. I know. But it was it was hairy there for for a while. Mm-hmm. That that's uh, I'm going to finally say they're going to go under. Though. Are you really? No, yeah. I can't get there. No. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, Ronald Acuna should be a heavier favorite to win the National League MVP than Shohei Otani is to win the American League MVP. Real or Fugazi? I don't know. Let me ask you that. I think Otani's got some competition in the American League. I would, I would think so. I would say Fugazi as well. Yes. I, I, I go. Yeah. I don't, no, it's so real. Excuse me, real. Yeah, I, I think Acuna should be odds on at this point. I think, and he was—he's close. He's like plus one ten. Mm-hmm. If you look at the overall numbers of what he is putting up this year, stolen bases, runs scored, home runs, on base average, WAR—I I don't think anybody's even really that close to Ronald Acuna. Now, again, it's going to—will it take a Judge type year to beat Otani this year in the American League? Maybe. At the end of the season, it will because Otani is so damn good. What? But I, I, look at some of the players for the Rays. That, what if the Rays win 105, 110 games? Well, what if Alonzo hits 55 home runs? That's something else you'd have to factor in, too. He might put up sick numbers as well. Now, I, do the Mets make the playoffs? Are they around 500? I don't know. Yeah. But that guy's got 20 home runs already. Yeah, he does. Uh, you should feel no shame. And it's okay to fill up on chips and or bread. Before the entrees arrive at a restaurant, real or fugazi? Okay, can I ask for some context, please? What's the situation? Who are you with? How big is the group? Are you on a date? Are doesn't, you... Okay, doesn't matter. Uh, all It could be all of them, all of it. it. It could be you and a buddy. It can be five, six people. Uh, five, six people, I think you want to like pace talking... yourself a little bit. 
Are they, you getting the uh, to-go box? Are you taking that? Are you taking that home? Okay. Is that is that going to be frowned upon if you're out with seven people so, and you're going Dutch or you're saying credit card, roulette, or whatever, and say, "Hey, I'm stuffed. Give me give me mine to go. I barely touched it." Well, here's the way that you like to operate, right? I'm imagining ourselves sitting down to like a dinner with like six people, like management from Vison. You would prefer in a perfect world for you, right? This is what you would do. You would eat the bread. You'd get it to go, and you wouldn't have to say a single word. I have no patience, too. Right, like you know, you, if you're you going to put food in front of me, right, and I'm hungry, I'm eating those chips, and I'm having the bread, oh, sure, and I'm sure. stuffed, and then I'm a big leftover guy. So I'll just get the entree to go, and I'll barely touch it. And but you're also like you're very antsy, like you don't oh, want, terrible, like you don't want to sit there, like you want to yeah. you want to leave oh, already. Yeah, I'm constantly fidgeting, and I can't. Yes, yeah, the word the, no patience. I cannot imagine what you would be like if you were forced to sit down for like a three hour dinner. Oh, yeah. And be involved in the conversation yeah. the whole time. You can't leave. Not you can't can't look at your phone. That kind of thing. Oh, you would just be suicidal. That that's your hell right there. It is. Oh, absolutely. There's it is. a lot of similarities between me and Derek Stevens. You know, except the being a great businessman and having all the money. But that's yeah, you got well, a lot he, in common. Well, he he has he only you can only schedule a meeting for an hour with that guy. That's it. That's all you get. It's a, I'm not going to give you a, no way a meeting goes longer than an hour. Ask right. Paul about it Thursday. But the other thing, he's also a big left though. That's why he orders so much at Taco Bell too. We like to you know you wake up not so much Taco Bell. But it's also you like to wake up with something. I'm a big leftover guy. That's why I love Thanksgiving. Paul, you're, I get you're, turkey. I get turkey. No, you're not going to do it. The Taco Bell. I get turkey for four or five days. That's why I love Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. With the leftovers. You can't compare leftovers Taco Bell are leftovers. To... No, I'm just I'm Paul, throwing it out there as an example. You're 46 about when he's years old. You got to stop going to Taco Bell on Friday morning and ordering 60 bucks of food and have it in your fridge all weekend. And that's what you're going to eat. It's a once a week thing. Uh, okay, a big album drop anticipated for years still is ahead of big sporting events and a summer blockbuster real or fugazi no fugazi oh no the way the way the way it has shifted in the music world okay we'll go back when's the big 20 years no no i go why not i go big movie i go you're kidding no you asked me no i go big oh that's outrageous so you're how many times would you do that how many times would you do that do you remember the Midnight Madness going to the record store? Okay, I the new Metallica, Led Zeppelin, whatever it is, is out. I'm a bigger movie guy than music guy. Okay. Yeah, but still, it, uh, mm. you couldn't possibly tell me about an, an album coming out this summer that would remotely come. It would not even. No, things touch. have changed, though. I know, but that's still. The, but the kid, that's still big with the younger demographic, though. Oh, I could. If a big, I mean, come on. What, if you do it the right way. Like a, a a huge huge act, like a Beyonce, a, a a Taylor Swift, a Metallica. You're talking about you you rarely Tool. Go back to Tool. When you're talking about two albums in ten years, okay, now that's I, a monumental event. Hey, the new Tool, Metallica, Beyonce albums coming. I, I will go back to when I was much more impressionable, right? Like around 15 years old, in high, barely in high school, I could not wait to get my hands on the new NWA. And I thought it was so great because you had to be 18 years old. And I went to the music store and I got it and I walked out of there. I'm like, oh, this is incredible. I can't, I'm going to listen to this thing every single day. But was I more excited for that or Terminator 2? Without any question, it was Terminator 2. Guns N' Roses was big. Use your illusion when that came out. All, right. All that, yeah. On this topic, I, this is a question for you then. The best decade for movies in our lifetime was the 1990s. Real or Fugazi? God, that would uh, that would have to do be some serious homework and go back with the list. I, I was looking at Academy Award winners. I might have to go 70s. 
with the run we had with well, God, that's Godfather before our lifetime, Asper. though. But that's well, so seventy-seven. That, that's a the run Scorsese had yep. during that time with Taxi Driver yep. and Raging Bull and all that. But that's why do you feel you think it's the nineties? Here, here's the list I came up with during the in three minutes during the last commercial break. Okay, okay. Goodfellas, Silence of the Lambs, Shawshank, Pulp, Fight Club, Saving Private Ryan, Boys in the Hood, Casino, Matrix, American Beauty. Oh God. Um, Usual Suspects, Reservoir Dogs, Rounders, Boogie Nights, Heat, L.A. Confidential. Unforgiven, Tombstone, um, As Good As It Gets, Seven, and uh, I have one, Leaving Las Vegas. That's the list I came up with in three minutes. Okay, that's real then. Yeah. That is I was thinking maybe list. I was thinking the 70s. I know it's not the 80s. No, it's not <laughs> the 80s that. for no. sure. There's no uh, way. But I, w- I would think it's the 70s. 70s was very strong. It'll be a run. That's a hell of a run right there. But that that's very good. I would say going back to the previous question, I summer blockbuster, that's big. No doubt about it. Yeah. And we lost it because of the shutdown and everything. But in, look at the movies that are coming out for these summer blockbusters. But that's still good. I remember going to the theater watching Batman and what it was like to be in packed theater and, and oh, the one with, Nicholson, uh, with Nicholson. Oh, Nick, oh so that do I. Too. But, yeah. but th- things have changed now. Certainly the music industry and also uh, with movies, how that is too. But it's okay. still always fun to go to a packed theater in anticipation of a summer blockbuster. Now, you specifically wanted me to ask you this one as well. We'll wrap it up. Not getting along with a brother or a sister is fine and normal. Is that real or fugazi? Absolutely. It's, it's a, yeah, real. It's a totally acceptable. And, and again, I asked you the question because of what happened Sunday with Succession. You know, I, I, uh, I love you, but I, what does she say? I love you, but I can't stand you. I can't stomach you. I can't stomach you, I think was the line from Shiv. So yeah, I can't stomach my sister. Do I love her? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I understand where they were coming from. But that's okay. Especially if you're adopted. It's all right. If you don't get along Is with Is that the bro- way you feel? You don't, you don't. So I you love say, my sister, you, but I can't stomach her. Yeah. That was a great line from Succession. I, I've, I've heard this line a long time. I love her. This is not me saying this. I love her, but I don't like her. Yeah. Same thing. That that translates to you? Same thing. Okay. Right? That's another one. I, I don't want to have a... When's the last time you talk to your sister? <laughs> All right. The funeral? Uh, Jeff mother? Davis, Circus Sports Hub next. Stanley Cup. Final price. And uh, the draw has been set for the field of 64 in college baseball. Which schools received favorable draws? We'll ask him coming up next. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. And new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonuses instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. Incredible menu, plethora of props. Get up there now, code VEASAN. All right, Jeff Davis joins the program now. He is excellent behind the book here at Circus Sports, assistant sportsbook manager. He is in charge of a lot of numbers, golf, the NHL, uh, and also college baseball, which we will get into coming up in a few minutes. Jeff, good morning. Thanks for the time today. I said this earlier about the Stanley Cup final. Like I would, here, my thought on the, the series price is this. In Las Vegas, of course, we're going, you know, books are going to get flooded, I would think, with public money on the Golden Knights. I kind of want to sit back and see if that Panthers number will somehow maybe get to like a plus a quarter and then maybe dive in on Florida. Does that sound like a you know, somewhat of a logical approach to take here to the series. Seems very logical. If you live in Las Vegas, there's uh looking at the screen right now, there's a plus a quarter that was available uh, in town last night and it's uh, still available. 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, some of the places, see some of the places with the sharper numbers getting to about plus 15 right now in the Panthers. And I actually think that's a good bet. I, I think these teams are, uh, there's almost nothing separating these two teams. These two teams have been propped up by excellent goaltending, uh, so far in the playoffs, not to take away anything from, uh, from their performances, but outside of the Rangers, uh, these are the second and third highest save percentages in the NHL playoffs. And you watch the games and you, you just see it. I mean, it, who would have thought that Brassois and Aiden Hill would have been as good as they've been in the playoffs to this point. And they've been that way. And, you know, you looked at, if you look at the the series that just got played between Vegas and Dallas in games one, two, and four were complete coin flips and all four games mm-hmm. in the hurricane series is complete coin flips. I mean, if after game four, it was Carolina three, one, I don't think anybody would have been surprised. I mean, all of those games were on a knife edge. Uh, these two teams are as close as possible to me uh, in a, from a power ranking standpoint, the like Vegas becomes favored because they get one extra game in Las Vegas. Uh, I make the true price around Vegas minus one ten for the series. Mm. So I think anything plus 15 or higher on Florida, there's definitely some value there. Is there a path for Hill to get the con Smythe? You know, it's funny you say that Paul, cause I, I don't bet awards. I just, they're just too mind numbing to me how these voters vote. Sometimes yeah. it's not worth the frustration. Uh-huh. However, I was looking at this the other day and I, I'm thinking to myself, well, between Marcheseau, Stone, Eichel, and Stevenson, they're all so close together in points. It's going to take one of them to have a really big Stanley Cup uh, to win uh, from a skater's standpoint. Now, they're probably not going to give it to Chandler Stevenson. If you look at the, the Con Smythe list, it's always a big, big name superstar player. So I, I feel like Stevenson could go bananas and still not win the award. But if I almost think that if, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I, I ran the, the Hill stuff by him. And he said to me that he thinks if it's a low scoring series, that Bobrovsky wins it because Bobrovsky has been so good. And we could possibly have uh-huh. the first uh, Conn Smythe winner on a losing team since J.S. Jaguar and Anaheim. Uh, I don't know what, 15 years ago or okay. so. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, one of the goalies to me makes sense. It's really going to take a big series from one of the Vegas skaters for a Vegas mm. Uh, skater to win the Conn Smythe, I would think. Great answer. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Davis, our guest, assistant sportsbook manager here at Circus Sports. So you're also in charge of the college baseball numbers. Let's begin with this. Uh, this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, of course, it was all of the conference tournaments that were played. Uh, what was the handle like? What's the popularity like this year for the college you know, baseball stuff and the upcoming College World Series and the tournament compared to previous years? Well, compared to previous years, it's good. Uh, the games, like we, we put them up throughout the season on, you know, the Friday night when all the big name pitchers are going and it's kind of a big deal in the college baseball community. And then putting up all the conference tournament games, the handle was, was pretty good. It's, it was better than last year, but what really has uh, gone nuts is the college world series future market. Uh, I feel like the games are driving the handle on the futures a ton. Uh, we're just continuing to write bets uh, on the longer price teams, and we kind of set it up that way. I mean, you look at you look at the bracket, you look at the top eight seeds. The committee, I think, got the top eight seeds about as right as you could get them. Those eight teams, 
are just better than everyone else. And yeah, of course, they're the top eight seeds, so they're going to be better than you know, 9, 10, 11. But that, that's kind of where the line is drawn, where you start to get a gap uh, in the quality of teams. So I look at this market, and I, I would be very surprised if one of the top eight seeds does not win the event. So what's mm. it like then for you to, to, to book this stuff? Because this is not exactly in the mainstream yet. It's certainly not like college basketball or college football where all this information is pretty much readily available. What are your days like trying to track, like, has this team had an injury? Who's going to be pitching this weekend? What are the next you know, couple of days looking like? Um, is it all based on like setting up Twitter and uh, just doing searches, people who you follow? What are your days like trying to track all of this? Yeah, it's really challenging. And like, you know, on Friday mornings, if we put up 20 games, it takes me a few hours to go through them all. Some some teams, it's easier to find starting rotations than others. Uh, you got to dig. And then once you get into the conference tournaments, it's impossible. You got to figure out, okay, he threw game one. You don't get any information because these games end. The games that end at night, they're playing the next day. So often the coach doesn't give you anything. Mm. And if the coach doesn't give you anything, then nobody has anything. So you've got to kind of, by day four of the conference tournaments, you're looking at box scores and looking at pitch counts and saying, okay, who can pitch and who can't. And then you got to kind of piece it together and hope you're right. Uh, which, you, you know, it, it, once you're day three, day four, you know, okay, this guy threw 65 pitches yesterday. He can't throw today. Right. So you can put the pieces together like that. But during the season, I mean, it's you, you really got to dig, and there's usually information there. Might be watching like press conference snippets or finding a good beat writer or two. Most of the SEC schools that baseball is a big deal have like at least one really good beat writer where you can get you know you can get good information from. Like maybe not MLB quality information, but trustworthy enough information that you know you can act on it. Mm, that's fascinating to me. Um... So you've been high on Wake Forest since, I want to say, like the middle of February, where you were like, Mitch, this team's on my radar. They are absolutely lights out. Now they're the shortest shot in the board to win the whole thing. Great call by you. Great observation. Probably watching all this stuff on ESPN Plus, wherever it's available, where you can stream it. Is there a path or two from some of these teams at the top or near the top that you think kind of opened up or they got a favorable draw when the field was announced? Yeah, I think... Arkansas did now Arkansas's regional they're in, you know, is somewhat difficult, but they're matched up like Indiana state who is a mid major with a really good record. Uh, and their RPI is really high and they had them being in as a host. They're nine in RPI in the 14th overall seed. And I hung them at like 200 to one. They just play in the Missouri Valley. They ran over all the teams they were supposed to run over. They scheduled good. They played a tough non-conference schedule, but they they went two and nine against the top fifty teams. So they're just like not good, and they're matched. The Arkansas regional is matched up with the Indiana State regional, which has Iowa and North Carolina in it. Iowa and North Carolina are both very capable teams. I don't think they're Omaha winning teams, but they're a lot better than Indiana State. But you know, if Arkansas gets through their regional, they're probably going to get to face Iowa and North Carolina. Uh, in the supers, which would make Arkansas quite a big favorite. So, if, again, if I just think if Arkansas can can get through their regional, they've got a decent decent chance to get to you know to get to Omaha. Okay, is there a number on the board beyond those eight teams that you talked about 
that looks enticing to you at all? Or basically, are these numbers just rock solid at this point on the future board? Well, I, I can't say anything's rock solid because the way the variance in this thing is crazy. And you take a team like Clemson, who's won 16 in a row or, you know, triple digits a, a couple of months ago. And you, sometimes you don't catch up how good they might have mm. become this fast. But I, I would think at this point, I mean, for me personally, I, I haven't seen a lot that's really bettable and you don't, you don't find a lot of value in the long shots. Places don't want to take bets on long shots. So a lot of the teams that I'm hanging 150, 200, 250 to one, you'd be lucky to find a hundred on in other places. So I just look at how good Wake, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, and Clemson are. And I just don't see, because in each section of the tournament, they've got to lose, you got to lose twice to get knocked out. Sure. Uh, you know, in this regional of four, they play three game series every weekend throughout the season. Wake Forest lost a grand total of zero series. This year. <laughs> now, again, it's the playoffs. Uh, wow. Anything can happen, but you're telling me they're going to lose two games to Maryland Northeastern or George Mason. And then in their super, maybe they get Boston College or Alabama and they're going to lose two out of three. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, that was just uh, too good. And, yeah. yeah. I got you. We're up against it. That was awesome perspective. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. You got it, guys. Thank you. Be good. Up next, another really good discussion on hedging. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core... What I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, date, and more. 
For pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, hippo videos, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now, only $9.99, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Hedging is a very popular question that we get here on this show and uh, on this network. All the time, we're seeing people sending in tickets and asking, what should we do? It's not just that easy to have. Uh, let me go to the hedging rule book here and send you exactly how to play this out. Uh, most of these bets and hedges or the idea of that are going to be a little bit different. And plus, like, we don't really know your, like, where you're coming from. I, I, like, I don't know what your bankroll is. We don't know what that kind of money would mean to you. Like, everybody's different, right? You can have an idea of what to do. For example, this one was posted at uh, PropSwap. It's a spot where you can post, you can buy and sell secondary markets or tickets on the secondary market, I should say. And uh, before it was kind of outlawed in Nevada, I use PropSwap all the time. Uh, it's a great spot to keep in mind, like when there are events going on and books pull their you know, futures off the board. Well, tickets might be available on their website or on their app. They posted this uh, this week. It's a $20 futures ticket, Paulie, that paid, if it hit, $63,000. It could have sold for 12600 on prop swap before the games last night. Here are the bets that were on the ticket. Argentina to win the World Cup. That's a winner at 5-1. to one. The Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at plus 475. That was a winner. The Georgia Bulldogs to win the National Championship in college football at uh, minus 110. Another winner. So three are already in the bag. The two... That were remaining. The Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup at 7-1. to one. And then on the photo, the person's thumb is covering up the price. But the fifth and final bet is Boston to win the NBA championship. Again, $20 pays more than 63000 You need two things to happen here. And it would have been even juicier if that was just Celtics to win the conference. Sure. Or Knights to win the conference. Yes. I hope he took the... Uh cash out or took the offer of 12-6 well, obviously but are you saying that today or would you have said the same thing yesterday i would have took the 12-6 yep and here's why because you need two events yes to still cash to get there i thought a good chance dallas was going to force a game seven and, and that it, was yeah yeah you got so it looks great right there's a long ways to go this is last night looking at it you still had a long ways to go as you oh, were yeah. getting to and and i had this conversation before either of these games started and we were going back and forth about, well, do you maybe give it one more day? And the response I got was, you can't trust the Celtics. I'm like, no, you, you yeah, really right. can't. You really nope. can't. So again, like, if you kept that ticket and you didn't sell it for 12600 how were you hedging? Are you betting the no price on the Knights to not win the Stanley Cup and the no price on the Celtics? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's two things that... And again, I, this person, it might have been a f one flyer that this person put in, or this person might go to kiosks all day, every day of his life and bet tickets like this. And he might have a hundred of them with different combinations. Yep. And his bankroll might be endless. So I don't know the, the individual. But if that's me, and this is a conversation that I had before the game started off the air last night, I would have sold the ticket. Yep. It's the line I used uh, about an hour ago. You're walking down the street. There's an uh, envelope of cash sitting on the sidewalk. You wouldn't pick it up? 
this is a $20 bet. You can turn that into 12-6. Because you, you really, you have to do a lot of work there too. And uh, But what you want to do with hedging, because there's multiple things you would have to hedge there. And certainly the Celtics would have been, I guess, a small favorite in the finals against Denver. But then still Vegas has to close it out. You could have played Dallas series, Bryce. And, and he's, then you got to worry about Florida. Then you got to get to the finals, too. Of course. So how you want to do it. But the other, you go back and what Sammy P did, uh, he didn't do anything. And it was a um, bonus bet, an offer, when he signed up for one of the apps and won over 12000 on the Heat to win the East. He didn't do anything. He could have made more, I guess, if you look at it, by betting the Celtics once they were down 0-3, too as he had the ticket on the heat. But go back to last man, uh, not last man, um, Survivor here. With the guys, Saturday night, if the Raiders get one first down, if the Raiders win the game, they scoop win the whole thing and become millionaires and win Survivor. And they, the one guy, anti, totally against hedging, won't do it. But the other guy didn't make any money on it. One guy's a successful poker player, that's one thing. But to be that close to millions of dollars and you walk away with nothing, and the guy didn't hedge and do anything when the opportunity's sitting there, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, and by the way, played out. I think that group, those two guys needed, wasn't it like, I think it was down to like 15 people. And the early the, games were bananas. And if the Raiders yes. hung on, I think the other four, it's some like big right. number like that. Like the other 14 would have been bounced. They, they already had their winner in. They had it. They already had it. And so, yeah, the other guy, the second guy, he hedged only a very small amount. And he wished that he obviously, he was killing himself because he's like, I can't believe I get, didn't get down more than that. And the guy is a, is a pro poker player. He has endless outs that he can, that he can, you know, and this was well, the crazy thing because it was like Christmas Eve. So what do you do? He's like, I'm fine. I have, I know several people. I network with all these poker players. I have a zillion outs. I could have gotten down, but I, I'm anti-hedging. Well, there's another scenario to this. You can win both bets, as we saw with Billy the Kid a couple years ago. He had the perfect opportunity. He had to use the Chiefs. Didn't have to, but he used the Chiefs as big favorites on the Saturday game against the Broncos, and he had a huge middle, and he could have won both bets, and Denver lost the game but covered the point spread. He could even Both bets would have cashed there, where he wins the, all the money, and the, he becomes a millionaire, and he also wins the bet. But taking the points with Denver. Yeah, he did I mean, not. There's a lot of scenarios where you have that as well, where it's like, I got a juicy middle. I can win my future ticket and buy back, and I can take the points, and I can win both. Sure. He's he's a fun dude, Billy yeah. the Kid. He did not play that the right way. Right. I mean, he, he, bet, he bet more on Kansas City and wanted and bet alt numbers and everything. Yeah, he was, yeah. Bet, he was, he was adding more on the Chiefs. Yes. But had he just done it the other way, which would have been try to win both bets and taking the Broncos, he scoops the pot for Survivor, and he wins that bet. For whatever it would have been, you know, on the Broncos plus the points. And I know people were just, they were reaching out to us and saying, what is this guy doing? That you can't, you can't operate like this. Because there's a really good chance that you're just going to throw away a bunch of money that you're about to win. When we were new to VEASAN, the guy had a big ticket. He was a fan on the St. Louis Blues. And they came out of nowhere. Uh, middle of the pack and, and got in the playoffs. And they had a huge number to win the Stanley Cup. And he never hedged. I think he had... Two hundred and fifty dollars at four hundred to one. Yeah, or four hundred at two hundred. Just wouldn't do one it. or the other. But that's the thinking. I remember we had the prop swap guys in studio though at the time, uh, trying to th- explain his thought process and rationale. He didn't think of it as locking in a profit and winning that money if he sold his ticket. He thought of of I'm I'm losing that money. Right. I'm not I'm not winning this money. I'm leaving this on the table. And I'm lo- but the wait a minute, your ticket can lose. 
the Blues came down to a game seven. You could win nothing. Sure. And he, he didn't think of it that way. No, he did not. You know, he thought money- it was a great explanation by, by I think it was Luca, um, uh, of how it was. I thought of it as losing whatever he would leave on the table yep. by taking the cash out or, in this example, selling the ticket. Yeah, I mean, as I said, uh, w- when we could still legally use PropSwap in Nevada and post stuff and buy stuff on, on the site... This goes back a handful of years now. I would post stuff up there all the time. I would buy stuff all the time. And I, I have sold plenty of tickets there. And I've had to give them some eventual winners. I think I sold a Cody Bellinger MVP ticket. That was an eventual winner. But at the time, I got the ROI that I got uh-huh. on the, on the yeah. bet that I actually made was well worth it to me. Well, uh, yes. Well, one other thing, too. And Jeff Javis just said it, and you went off an hour ago. Do you do you have a ticket that comes down to some type of voting? Oh, that's a great that's a great point. With this Paul. is this is now when you have something that comes down to voting with shenanigans now and with agendas and narratives, that's when I think you have to parachute and get out of it and hit yep. the eject button. Yep. Because you don't know what these people are going to do. I mean, the bond temps thing defies logic. On his podcast two days, if if White misses, I I vote for Martin. Then Martin comes out and he's Superman again, twenty six. Nah, I vote for Butler. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And good for Tim McMahon, his tag team partner, to call him out on Twitter. And he's going to probably go after him on the podcast coming up. But this type of stuff, I mean, you're right, it doesn't make any sense. Goes back to your Brooke Lopez ticket. But just some Draymond Green. Who votes for the? How do you watch 82 games and you say, yeah, Draymond Green is a defensive player? Oh, it's maddening. I don't know. Like I said, uh, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I, like this MVP market to win the NBA Finals MVP, the only two players I could look at would be Joker or Butler. That's it. I would never consider another guy down the board. How can you? The Super Bowl MVP, it's a quarterback or pass. Right. Almost every single year. The regular season MVP after what the shenanigans that we had this year? <laughs> what? You got to be out of your out of your mind. We'll talk NBA Finals with Matt Meiselman up next. He's excellent with numbers in the NBA. What did he make? The final series price and does he have a bet? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.